Is he so, excited to be introduced? Yeah, he's very excited to be introduced. Uh, so I am uh, Josh, J.M. Romig is the pen name I write under, and uh, without further ado, this is uh, a poem I wrote. Um, this is the king of the library parking lot. I'm also a librarian. Library air. <laughs> it's a word I invented today to describe you. Oh. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> it was supposed to be a compliment. I used to say well, that. It sounds kind of like derriere. Exactly. You're going to get kicked library. in your library air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, Lee was posted up in the usual spot, back by the stacks with his phone on life support. Its umbilical cord knotted up like a nest and held together by electrical tape. It sat next to his vape box and stack of books of about the GED 21st century side hustles and back issues of Ebony. People come in and out of the library and everyone says hi to Lee. He is the man to see. He asks about their lives and gives sage advice. How's it been, my man? How the kids doing, girl? How's married life treating you, my dude? My man, you gotta do this. Baby girl, look into that. Don't wear your hat like that. Boy, you look silly. See, Lee lives in a van that he parks nearby so he can job hunt on the free Wi-Fi even when the place is closed. If you feel sorry for me, don't, says Lee. I'm the freest now I'll ever be. So don't you dare take pity on me. I'm doing all I can do, being all I can be. Everything's temporary. Tomorrow I could be you. You could be me. We are just one bad day, one scratch-off lottery ticket away from swapping places, my man. Yeah, I live in that van parked outside the library, but if you think I'm sad, you're thinking wrong. You don't see me moping or doping or floating along. You won't see me frowning or drowning or singing a sad song. I'm happy with all I got. Who wouldn't want to be in my spot? I'm the king of the library parking lot. I have to specify that because I work at a library, that's not based on anyone. <laughs> um, any uh, any resemblances? Be. Yeah, he could be a very real person. There's a lot of people like that, but um, for legal reasons, it's not anyone I know. Um. I really like the flow, except for when you got to the top, live in a van. I immediately had Chris crawling my head, <laughs> and it threw me off the flow. That's fair. All right. Um, this next one is. Uh, sad poem about uh, what it would be like to uh, be related to a school shooter, I guess. It's my fault. I told him to read this one. <laughs> one. The phone was screaming in my pocket, its voice muffled by a pile of clothes on top of it. The hotel water was almost too hot. It turned my scalp red and cascaded down my face in a way that should have felt like a baptism. After what felt like an eternity, the call went to the black hole that was my neglected voicemail. Now over a hundred missed calls. I don't want to talk, not to dad, not to mom, not to my girlfriend, definitely not to some reporter trying to make some our, our fucked up family some topic of the nine o'clock news. Two. The pipes in the wall clunked around for a second as I turned the knob, cutting the water off. 
I stepped out of the shower, somehow feeling less clean than when I entered. For a moment I stood there, towel over my head in complete darkness. I closed my eyes and I saw him, standing across from me, his eyes locked with mine, Dad's gun in his shaking hands pointed directly at my head, unblinking, full of hatred, anger, and fear. They'll call him a monster, and knowing what he's done, I won't be able to say they're wrong. Three. Sympathizers will say that the divorce messed him up somehow, or that he inherited my mother's mental illness, or that he played too many first-person shooters, which is fucking stupid. Laying on the hotel bed, I nakedly examine the, city, the ceiling, mapping out the distance between water stains like a cartographer. The last time he called me, he was in tears, about some pricks from his school that beat him to a pulp and shoved dog shit in his face. I can't help but dwell on something I said to him that night. People like that don't change. They become the asshole adults that keep kicking people around because they can, because they're rich and we're poor, and they won't see people, they won't, yeah, they don't want to see people like us. We remind them that the world isn't perfect and that doesn't, and it doesn't revolve around them. I don't want to believe that I planted a seed. I don't want to believe that the one time he listened to me. Four. Six people die. Most of them kids no older than 17. One teacher, a janitor, tagged by a stray bullet. Two kids have been in critical condition for the last three days. He must have been terrified in those last moments before the cops riddled him with holes. He must have regretted it, or at least regretted not having an escape plan. He never did think things through. Unlike me, collecting, uh, connecting countries on the ceiling, drawing imaginary lines of cause and effect, trying to figure out what it means to be a big brother in the absence of a little one. And this last piece is from Everything Defenestrated, which is my latest work. It came out in 2018 now, so it's a little old. Um, it's called Howard Street, named after the street in Akron. Mid-April in Northeast Ohio, she's bitter at the cold for overstaying its welcome. The snow obscures the line between the sidewalk and the devil's strip. There's a long line of determined footprints punched into the snow behind her. Halfway, excuse me, halfway through a song and a cigarette, the CD skips figures. These library discs never play for shit. She balls her fist and whacks her Walkman. Across the street, in a wife beater and sweatpants, he people watches from his front porch, sipping a vodka and orange juice from a chip mug that says, World's Greatest Dad. In his driveway sits a 97 Cavalier with plastic wrapped passenger seat window. He's hoping holds up to the wind. Will this ever stop, he says to himself, toward the falling snow. A passerby might think he meant the weather. Next door, she's been up all night with her newborn tornado siren, fruitlessly singing lullabies off-key. Six cup of cups of coffee keep her from collapsing into a pile of dirty laundry. She thinks to herself, uh, she thinks about herself as a kid, 
thinks about how she used to like walking around with her eyes closed. <coughs> she used to like the thrill of it, the uncertainty and doubt of it. This is like that, she tells herself. She almost believes it. Thank you.